grace and peace to you in the name of Jesus. As we begin this devotional time, take just a few moments to enter into the holiness of God. Perhaps you're in a place where you can sit calmly, or maybe you can light candles, or perhaps you find yourself on the go. Wherever you find yourself this day, take just a moment to step away from the busyness and distraction of the day. Take just a moment to listen to the sound of your own breathing. Breathe in and hold the gift of God's Spirit there. Then breathe out. Breathe in and breathe out. Each time you breathe in, notice how God blesses you with each breath. And each time you breathe out, notice how that blessing of God is also for the whole world. Breathe in and breathe out. As we begin this time of Advent devotion, No matter what's going on in the world today or in your own life, know that this day, now, in this moment, you join with Anna, Simeon, Zechariah, and all God's people in being a recipient of God's tender mercies, dawning from on high, giving light to you when you sit in darkness, and guiding your feet into the way of peace. Today, December 7th, we read together the 7th chapter of the Gospel of Luke, and hear now our focus passage from chapter 7, verses 36 to 50. One of the Pharisees asked Jesus to eat with him, and he went into the Pharisee's house and took his place at the table. And a woman in the city, who was a sinner, having learned that he was eating in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster jar of ointment. She stood behind him at his feet, weeping, and began to bathe his feet with her tears and to dry them with her hair. Then she continued kissing his feet and anointing them with the ointment. Now when the Pharisees who had invited him saw it, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would have known who and what kind of woman this was who was touching him, that she is a sinner. Jesus spoke up and said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. Teacher, he replied, speak. A certain creditor who had two debtors, one owed 500 denarii and the other 50. When they could not pay, he canceled the debts for both of them. Now which of them will love him more? Simon answered, I suppose the one for whom he canceled the greater debt. And Jesus said to him, You have judged rightly. Then turning towards the woman, he said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, and she has bathed my feet with her tears and dried them with her hair. You gave me no kiss, but from the time I came in, she has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with ointment. Therefore I tell you, her sins, which were many, have been forgiven. Hence she has shown great love. But the one to whom little is forgiven loves little. 
Then he said to her, Your sins are forgiven. But those who were at the table with him began to say among themselves, Who is this who even forgives sins? And he said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Luke's gospel has been presenting an upside-down world to us. You're blessed when people curse you. You're rich when you're poor. And on and on the refrains of Luke's gospel go. The theme here continues. In the Hebrew scriptures, kings were anointed with oil to set them apart for their work. They were anointed by prophets and priests. You may remember the story of the prophet Samuel, going to anoint the boy David as the next king. That practice continues over into the New Testament with today's passage. Again, a king, the king, is anointed. But this time, the prophet and priest bringing the oil is someone unexpected. Luke only identifies her as a sinful woman. What did she do? We don't know. But generally in our own society, when we identify someone simply as sinful, it usually means it's pretty bad and it's pretty long-lasting. She comes to Jesus preparing to anoint him by first washing him with her own tears and hair. And then she brings out her jar of oil and anoints his feet. Other Gospels suggest that she breaks open an alabaster jar and lavishes the entirety of it on Jesus. This scene is rich with symbolism. This woman who is simply identified as sinful is in all likelihood not someone of means. This jar of oil, be it alabaster or not, is probably the only thing of value she owns and she breaks it open and lavishes the entirety of it by anointing Jesus. She is all in, giving every last drop of what she's got for Jesus. Sit with that for a moment. This most unexpected person plays a crucial role in the story of Scripture and in the life of Jesus' ministry. She joins Samuel as a prophet and a priest, anointing the king. This prophet and priest is different from all the rest, just as this king is different from all the rest. Jesus' power is service, his army is love, and his throne is both the wood of the manger and the wood of the cross. So too, in this upside-down world of Luke, prophets and priests are sinful, tearful women who Luke neglects to even name. As we've been seeing, the kingdom of God brought to earth by Jesus looks odd, backwards, upside down, and out of step with our own. But could it be, as we continue to work our way through Luke, that ours is the world that is odd? Might it be that the ones who are backwards aren't God and God's kingdom, but us and ours? Is it the case that we are the ones out of step and this sinful woman and Jesus are the ones who've got it right? Maybe we're upside down and Jesus' worldview is the one right side up. I think we know what the answer is. As we close for the day, imagine being one of the dinner guests with Jesus as this scene unfolds. 
There would have been the sound of laughter and conversation, dinner plates rattling and other ambient noise. Slowly as each guest became aware of this woman and her, and her actions, the room would have fallen silent, save for the sound of her own crying. Then, slowly, the sweet scent of her oil would begin to waft through the room. This is the scent of God's kingdom moving through the room, filling and overwhelming everything with a new sense of life. I pray that this Advent discipline of reading Luke's gospel and joining in on these devotions is in some small measure a similar sensation. As you read and as you pause to spend time with God, you get the slow but building aroma of God's kingdom, enfolding you with its sweetness. May the sights and sounds and even the smells of Luke's gospel begin to overwhelm and reorient how you see this sinful woman, our world, the other dinner guests you do life with, and even Jesus. So that with your fellow dinner guests, you ask concerning Jesus, who is this? Would you pray with me? Lord, it sounds so easy to follow you because you only call us to love, but love is too much for us. Overwhelm us with your love so that our song of praise might continue in patient kindness and generous support of our neighbors throughout the day. Amen.